Hi, I'm Judy Carter. I'm with Jason Medbury, and you're listening to the Power of Purpose podcast, where we explore how to live a purposeful life and how creative people like yourself to make a living doing what you love doing. Isn't that the ultimate, Jason? It hey. Is. And we have been on hiatus for a while. Yes, we have. <laughs> I think it's funny that our last episode was called The Power of Disconnecting, and then we disconnected for 90 days. Yes, we back. did. <laughs> it's been that long. Well, you know, when you're doing what you love doing, sometimes you have to let go of the other things that you are doing. Mm -hmm. And what, you know, I don't know if you listeners have a project that is your dream project. You know, uh, you have a project that um, if, if the moment before a car ran over you, you thought, but I didn't get to do, ah, yeah. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. I, I had a, a, a friend of mine, one of my, my BFF, we go off and uh, outside of town and we spend uh, a day doing exercises. And one of the exercises that we did, it was before COVID, so I guess it was three years ago, mm. was, right, Judy, you're dead. Okay, now you're dead. And you want to write to yourself and go, what do you regret? Like, what do you really regret that you just didn't get off your ass to make happen? Mm. And for me, it was my play. Mm -hmm. um, it was my play and my half-written um, book, The New Comedy Bible. Mm -hmm. And I was just couldn't get to the book because I had written The Comedy Bible in 2001 and I wanted to do this redo of it. Um, not even a redo. I wanted to totally, re not even a revamp. It was completely... How do you say it, Jason? <laughs> Just um, revisualized, yeah. reimagined, reincarnated. Um, re reincarnated. <laughs> it was a complete new approach to something I've already done, and I was mm. stuck. And who wants to sit alone and write when you're invited out? And here's a nice <laughs> dinner. And so there was that. So that had been languishing there. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to do a one-person show mm -hmm. of a portion of my life of that consists of uh, childhood abuse, and, and it was a comedy. <laughs> that was <a> hard <laughs> to do. How, how do you do that? And I wanted to incorporate my previous career as a magician, and I was stuck on that, yep. and I couldn't get past it. But, but in this exercise, I actually felt what it feels like to... Um, not have done that, like yeah. the regret. And I don't know, I'm sure in the Jewish heaven or hell or wherever I'm going, um, <laughs> there is regret. I am yeah. sure that there is regret. <laughs> There's a after whole division. Death. There's a whole section. There's there's shame and guilt, and mm. that never dies, right? It's not like, oh, I'm dead, and now how great, you know. No, I believe life um, when you die, Jason. Mm -hmm. Did you see that old Albert Brooks film? Defending um, Your Life? Defending Your Life. One of my favorite movies of all time in my top five. Yep, I right. love that it's, film. It, listeners, listen to me, my people. <laughs> I really believe that's what happens after you die. Mm. I really do. And, and um, this is where um, after he dies, 
he's uh, he goes and watches some scenes from his life mm-hmm. and he has to defend why he did that and why he deserves to move on to a higher realm mm-hmm. or just kind of repeat the same old shit yeah. and i just think he's he that was brilliant and totally right on yeah so and so, the, and and further to your point the whole thing about it is it's how you dealt with your fear that's you know what they're grading him against is how much how how much fear prevented him from doing the things he wanted to do in his life and it's a it's it's a big key in that in that movie about how you know if there is any judgment in the future it's about the things you didn't do for yourself because you were scared yes and i'm sure those of you listening cannot relate to that at all yeah. right you're just <laughs> Busting through his, f- I'm scared to get up on stage. So I guess maybe I'll do it next week. Yeah. Maybe I'll do it after this. And um, so there is no bigger triumph than 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 bursting through fear. Um, and that's exactly what I did. So cut to um, cut to let's say January mm-hmm. of this year. Um, got a theater. Um, got my play cast, uh, did my play, mm-hmm. <laughs> realized it. Um, it ended up not being a one-person show because there's just too many friggin' words in it, and we had <laughs> we had two other people in it to play mm-hmm. off of, which I just adored. We had a magic consultant to recreate the most magnificent magic tricks ever, and I am going to stream it uh, this month for Pride. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was on the topics of uh, not only childhood abuse, um, but disability issues. So I grew up with a sister at cerebral palsy, uh, magic, and LGBTQ romance, yes. and age gap love. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of things in my life. Anyway, it was that, and that got um, reviewed uh, by fourteen different papers, and it was a huge hit. And uh, we ran it for eight weeks to sold out houses. Mm-hmm. And now it's over. And my book, the New Comedy Bible, sort of the New Testament, um, has been trending between the number one book and the number five book, between the top five books in the performing arts on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And my book has been that book that I said, uh, oh, it's so boring, I can't write, um, actually paid for my play to be produced yeah and that book um is now today it's actually being released in portuguese for portugal and brazil i'm traveling there and it's sold in taiwan uh, that version came out china russia um it is freaking all over the world and has become the number one international book so um you know so that's that's what happened um, after I got off my ass to do that. Yeah, I did the play, um, and and then it's over. So mm-hmm. we always come back to this place, don't we? Yes. And this is the place I'm at now, which I'm struggling with. I'm really having uh, a difficult time. I'm back again to the fear of of I want the play to be larger, yeah. bigger. I want it to be realized in a larger theater to add levitation to it and to add, you know, we were in a very small theater and I want it to be self 
I want it to be actualized to my vision, which is a vision of a larger theater. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, and then I wanted to go to off Broadway, uh, New York, which I found out cost $400,000. $400,000, of which you will not get any of it back. Yeah. And and that's a very difficult sell to people, although I, I don't know people who need a tax deduction or how that works. <laughs> uh, you need, I guess you, hey, you want to lose 400000 but I have the joy of having the tax deduction. I don't know how yeah. that works. So. Now, um, to be completely honest with everybody, um, I'm in a place of giving birth um, and having it gone well, mm-hmm. and um, I guess postpartum, Yep. Um, post, like, now what? Waking mm-hmm. up in the middle of the night and go, you created something that was amazing, other people need to see it, now what? Mm-hmm. And... And I think we all come back to this place. Mm. We all have places in our life that you could point to that you did get past fear. Mm. You did make a stab. You did create something. And then you come to this place of, and now what? Mm. Do you let it die? Um, How does that feel? And my friend and I had another of our, you know, 48 hours of review and I cannot abandon this mm-hmm. um, and live with myself. Yeah, um, that would be easy. Hey, I did it! Isn't it great? I figured out the script that took me five years to do. I produced it. Everybody loved it. Yay! But um, there are no laurels to sit on. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no. Now your life is happily ever after. No, yeah. it's not. Um, and there is a pain that every creative person feels um, of that there's something else you need to do. Mm-hmm. There's a period of what is it? What yeah. is it? Like, you don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the next step is. I don't know who can help me. I don't know even who to ask. Mm-hmm. And this is the place of nothingness that I am trying to discover right now of of what to do mm-hmm. and i do have you know uh, actual budget left over for this exploratory part i'm not mm-hmm. sure where or how to spend it mm-hmm. um and you know on facebook uh people have been saying well this is this is a gift this is a place of discovery yes. and i and when you're in the place of i don't know what to do mm-hmm. How do you know? Um, I mean, I've always figured things out, and you would think that would give me some reassurance, but when you're in this place of, I don't know what the hell to do, uh, mm. it doesn't feel good. No. And, I'm, and, I'm, and I know you, Jason, have systems, and <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you have your to-do books, and you have all of that stuff, and... I'm, I always believe um, when there is nothing, nature does create a vacuum, mm-hmm. b- but it does take, you know, paying attention. Yeah, there, it takes some time. 
It takes time. Yeah. It takes patience. Not, you know, they say not in my time, but you yeah. know, the universe's <laughs> time uh-huh. of when things happen. I, I have to say this play was supposed to happen January and then COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And I was really upset to have to postpone it. Mm-hmm. And we had an eight-week COVID-free run that came just, it ended just when the numbers in L.A. started to go up. And, um, <laughs> you know, and audience members started to go, oh, I got COVID, can't come. I got yeah. COVID, can't come. Mm-hmm. So I do believe in the synchronicity of life. Mm-hmm. You know, not, not my will be done. But <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway. Well, I think it's kind of I think it's kind of interesting because, you know, especially after a big, all consuming, massive project that you get this. It almost feels like a car accident because you've had this massive amount of momentum and then that momentum just stops. It just ends. It's not that life's momentum is stopped. It's that the particular focus that you've been on the thing that you've had to focus on and work on and keep pushing that rock up the hill well it it got to the top of the hill it got there and there's going to be other hills but there's going to be valleys before that and that can be a really difficult thing to have to deal with because you've been so i don't want to say it's been easy to figure out what to do but back then you had a pattern you were constantly working on the show. You were constantly going to rehearsals. You were constantly re, uh, you know, learning the script and reviewing your blocking and getting everything figured out. And then you were constantly marketing the show. And then you were constantly trying to get people out there and get you know, press to review the show and get butts in the seats to talk about the show. And then you had to prepare it for online. So you had to get a video person there to film everything and then cut it together and then get it up and then sell that online and get that system set up. And there was just one thing after another after another after another after another then the show closed and it all stopped and you're like okay it almost feels like you're homeless because you're like i have no place to be i have nowhere to go every every day i woke up before the closing of that show i knew exactly what i was supposed to do i knew exactly what i was supposed to do because it was i had to do it because there were dates on the calendar people were buying tickets things were showing up so i had no choice as to what i had to do next now you have a bountiful of choices you have so many different things you could do next but you don't have that 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 thing on your shoulder that's saying okay this is what you have to do next because there's going to be butts in the seats there's going to be people wanting to watch this there's going to be you know collateral that's going to be needed in order for this to exist so you're in that that uncanny valley right now where it's like everything that you've wanted to create at this stage has been created. So you're at a reset period of, okay, what is the next thing I want? What is the foundational elements of the thing that I want? And how do I get that momentum back to start heading in that direction? And since you have literally no idea what to do next, that can be a very big place. Well, I do have a couple of ideas of what to do next. And the first one is something that everybody turns to me to give them, um, and that is coaching. Hmm. Um, That is, I feel like if if I I love how you said that. Yes, a complete and utter reset. You're you're absolutely right. Um, And then, so if we look at a certain kind of, um, I know where I want this to go. 
I have a vision. I also have a sizzle reel that I mm -hmm. think is pretty terrific. And I have my elements of the vision, but I don't know how to implement this vision. And I think that's where a lot of the people listening to this are. Mm -hmm. A lot of creative, creative people. You know, we, and, and I think that what spurns jealousy is when we see other people doing our vision. And they got there, and why them and not myself, mm -hmm. right? And, and I've been going through that. Yeah. Like to see somebody not as good as the product I have um, do their thing, and it, whoa, look where it goes. Yeah. Oh, my God, look at that. You know, look at that, exactly what I want to do. Mm -hmm. And so my first step is, to me, is now that I, I do have the vision of what I want, but not the roadmap, is to investigate, rather than being jealous of other people, mm -hmm. I'm going to say is to investigate other people's roadmap. Yes. L like, for instance, it was like when people discover, I always love the Dahmer party, right? Um, <laughs> a, a story, right? Where they made a wrong turn mm -hmm. <laughs> and ended up uh, severely suffering uh, the consequences and on a quite a weight loss plan. And <laughs> so, you know, and, and they had a guide go ahead of them to mm -hmm. see, and yet they d made a decision to not follow it, which mm -hmm. led to disaster. Because when other people have forged a road in doing it, um, why not study their road? Mm -hmm. So I think, I, I feel like my next step becomes a coach um, and, a res you know, and, and to research how other people have mm -hmm. done it, just and not making any decisions, except then the de decisions become, okay, what coach? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's interesting, who, who too, this? because you went from it, it's hard going from a doing phase to a research phase because a doing phase has so many more consequences than a research phase does. So it's not as inspiring. It's not as exciting. It's not as motivational. It's not as you know, it doesn't kick your butt in the morning. It it, it It's like you kind of have, you know, no, no chains, no, no, there, there's nothing kicking you in the ass, essentially, when you get back to a research phase after you've been in a doing phase, because on the doing phase, yeah, there's tickets being sold. People are showing up that night, whether you're ready or not. People are, you know, there, there's critics coming to review the show who are going to write articles and tell me you have to show up. But in the research phase, no one's going to, no one's going to be tapping on your shoulder. There's no immediate emergency. If, if you don't do your research today, it doesn't mean that the show's going to fall apart the next day or that people are going to be upset with you. So it's hard to make that transition from the doing yes. to the research. It's very yes. difficult. Yes. I'm reading a book called Atomic Habits. and the basic, Oh, I love Atomic uh, Habits. Yeah, that's yeah, a good it's, it's It's really good. And what he suggests, and I'm only to chapter three, mm -hmm. um, is, is that... You know, a lot of us take extraordinary measures to accomplish our goals and and um, like radical weight loss because, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, look at this week. I lost five pounds. Right. And that is not at all effective because that will um, you can't sustain that. Mm -hmm. And 
but what can be sustained is doing like one percent like yeah. you do a small percentage um that has a cumulative effect the problem with that is that people do not get the um the thrill yeah the, the emotional gratification yeah of seeing the success of that but it's a cumulative thing so let's just say if every day i just chat with someone about mm -hmm. hey how how did you produce a play what was your breakthrough moment on that mm -hmm. how did you you know find a way to make this happen how do you get investors and and every day i just get uh, and i don't even know what to do with that according to this book um that there is a cumulative effect of doing um one percent and i think in the book what he says if if a plane going from la to new york if you change just three percent of the degree of the of the where the nose is facing it ends up in washington dc mm -hmm. so it has a huge yes, effect of a, a, of a small percentage mm -hmm. so and it comes down to also um doing something different if you're yeah. somebody who knows like you know i know i know and and actually when i did this play um I didn't know. I was in the darkness. It was a very painful place to be. I just went, this play isn't working, and I have no idea how to make it work. Mm -hmm. I People go, well, this, it's funny, but what is it about? Yeah. And it was like that. It was funny, but what is it about? Is it What's going to keep people in their seats? What's the big question that this play is asking? And I couldn't answer that question. And every night, I just went, what is the answer? And it was 3 a.m. one morning, and I woke up with the answer. Mm. It just happened. Mm -hmm. And I went and and I was working on it and there were some people coming the next day. I said, listen to this. Does this make sense even? And I saw their reaction. It did. And I had the answer. Yeah. But boy, it's not easy. Yeah, there Most was a lot of time. Up. Yeah. And that's that's the thing about it. And and also with that plane analogy, that three percent change is a constant in the sense that a plane is constantly course correcting. It's constantly changing. It's constantly fixing itself to go back. Because if you just let it fly, it'll. there's a million things that can knock it off course. So you have to constantly be course correcting, even if it's just 1% or 2% as well, to make sure it stays on its path. So if you're in the research phase of your show, you may only need to do a tiny bit every day, but you'll always need to correct it and make sure, okay, one, that I'm always doing it, and two, that I'm always asking the questions that are leading me to where I want to go. I don't get distracted by this or that, or I don't get pulled in, in a direction of where I don't want to go because I'm at that really easy phase now where anything, any sort of shiny object or any sort of possible opportunity could pull me away from where I want to go next. So those little incremental movements also have to be adjusted as well to make sure you stay on course. Well, you know, let's, let's, I think a lot of people um, listening to this do have a project mm -hmm. and do have something that they want to accomplish that seems absolutely impossible or but even though other people have done it mm -hmm. but they don't know why me and of course we all have imposter syndrome where you know <laughs> that whole thing i'm a fraud i'm not mm -hmm. really as talented but 
boy, that's what life is about when you're creative is 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 getting past that fear. I mean, they, so, there's a big example right now. There's a new Top Gun movie, a new Top Gun movie. 37 years after that first film came out, they made a new one. And a guy, David Ellison, worked for 37 years to get that film made. Think about that. Think about the amount of time and dedication you would have to put in from the time he was a kid and saw it in the theater to making that happen now. And all the he didn't know Tom Cruise when he was a kid. He didn't know anybody. He didn't know anybody. But he was able to make that film, which is now, I think, the most successful Tom Cruise film, most successful Memorial Day weekend film ever. And it took 37 well, years. Jason, Jason, this is, I hear that what you just said through yeah. my Jewish decoder ring go, well, in 37 years, I'm going to be dead. So yeah. thanks for that. You <laughs> but, know, but that's I just mean, what I'm saying is that it's, it's, yeah. it's that for him to make that happen. That's a big, that's a big thing. So you're not making, you know, a lot of people aren't making Top Gun too, but at the end of the day, it's that you you had to stick to that dream and you had to stay yes. on that dream and you had to yes. keep pushing towards that dream. And there's going to be different levels of that dream and each level is going to require something new from you. So it requires birthing, yeah. you know, it. How do you I mean, <laughs> first, you got to find somebody to. Anyway, let's not even go to that metaphor. But what I'm talking about is, is that for for we we've you know this is we're back at the at the power of purpose, mm -hmm. and my purpose now is to find a a new home mm -hmm. for this baby um, as it grows up <laughs> to an yep. adult. You know, I've birthed it, and I want I wanted to see it fully adult and the best it could be so i and and along with me i know a lot of you are going to be working on your own projects so let's all make a commitment right now let's make a commitment what is your one percent that you can do that you're going to do differently that yeah. that one thing that you're scared maybe you're scared of reaching out and calling somebody new mm -hmm. <laughs> maybe Maybe you're scared to even just admit how much this means to you and you want to do it. And maybe every day you're going to talk to someone about it. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? What is your percent, one percent? And so, Jason, let's meet next week and let's just see with this, you know, new commitment of me, you know, not getting so frustrated to go like to nothing is happening to yep. go. What is the habit? that I can change that would guide me to making this dream come true. And let's all be working on this. And I please, you know, follow me on Instagram or Facebook, Judy Carter Comedy, and I'd love to hear what's happening with your projects. For your special gift, Go to themessageofyou.com. That's themessageofyou.com and get your free one-year subscription to the Message of You University, which is full of lessons to help you find your message and turn it into a book, a TED Talk, or a paid speaking career. That's themessageofyou.com.